98K News. It's one o'clock. I'm Pierre Tremblay. The headlines, three former pro-democracy lawmakers have been arrested over incidents in Lechco involving smelly liquids and a rotting plant. An infectious disease expert urges the government to close a loophole that allows people arriving in Hong Kong to take public transport to a hotel of their choosing to undergo their quarantine. And a Hong Kong University professor denies being in control of himself when he allegedly, allegedly killed his wife. Three former pro-democracy lawmakers, Ted Hui, Ray Chan and Ju Hoi Dick, have been arrested in connection with the splashing of foul-smelling liquids in Lechco and the appearance of a rotting plant. Posting on his social media page, the, Democrat Party, the Democratic Party's Ted Hui said officers came to his home to arrest him, accusing him of creating disturbances that interrupted Lechco proceedings. Police said Mr. Hay was suspected of breaching Legco's Powers and Privileges Ordinance and the Offences Against the Person Ordinance by allegedly bringing a rotting plant into the Legco chamber on May the 28th and splashing a liquid around a meeting room on June the 4th. Mr. Chu and Mr. Chan announced on their social media pages that officers knocked on their doors before 7 a.m. this morning and arrested them over a separate alleged incident in the council chamber on June the 4th. Former pan-democratic lawmaker Claudia Moe says the arrest of the trio is a form of political prosecution, if not downright persecution. Ms. Moe said the, the powers and privileges ordinance used to arrest the three was originally designed to protect lawmakers, but it's now used to curb dissent. That ordinance was supposed to protect the, the, the legislators. Now uh, the tables are turned. But then... Uh, uh, that's the way uh, things are going in Hong Kong. I will call it uh, an, a continuing scare tactic on the part of the uh, government. The idea is to rule by fear and uh, uh, to silence all. An infectious disease expert has called on the government to provide special transport for people arriving in Hong Kong and only allow them to undergo quarantine at designated hotels. Dr. Leung Chi Chu of the Hong Kong Medical Association says it's a loophole in the city's policies that arrivals are allowed to take public transport to their place of mandatory quarantine and can choose to stay in any hotel they wish. And because of that, he said there's a chance imported cases could come into contact with and spread the virus to the local community or infect hotel staff. And that's why coordinating hotels and transport for them would help control the spread of the virus. Unless we have, have uh, specified the hotels uh, so that uh, we can coordinate uh, their transport and also uh, coordinate all the uh, infection control arrangements and supervision within the hotels, it is difficult uh, to guard against the importation of the virus into Hong Kong. Excuse me. The prosecutors have suggested that a University of Hong Kong professor on trial for killing his wife two years ago had murdered her over a money dispute, saying he'd calmly strangled her, like doing one of his engineering experiments. 56-year-old Zhang Ki-jung had pleaded not guilty to murder, but admitted manslaughter after killing his wife in their bedroom following an argument. The prosecution suggested the defendant deliberately killed his wife because she deposited a check he gave her without his consent. They also said he was fully in control of himself and used pliers to twist electrical wires around her neck to make the knot as tight as possible. But the defendant denied these claims, saying he lost control and couldn't recall how the knot got there. The trial continues. A new tunnel connecting Chinmun and the airport will open on December the 27th, with the government saying it will cut journey times and provide an alternative route to the airport at Chek Lak Hok. 
Tolls on the Tunmon to Chepkalapkok link, as well as the existing Lantau link, will be waived when the new road opens. Transport expert Dr. Hongwing Dutt from the Polytechnic University says an alternative route to the airport was long overdue. It makes a little bit of a danger. If there's anything happen to that particular link, for example, just accident, a traffic accident, you can jam-pack the entire link and... I think we we had that sort of thing happen in the past. A search is continuing for a Taiwanese fighter jet that went missing off the country's eastern coast yesterday evening, just two minutes after taking off on a training mission. The Taiwanese authorities say the military aircraft and ships have been deployed in the search for the F-16A plane and its pilot. According to local media, this is the fourth accident involving a military plane so far this year. President Trump has sacked his top cybersecurity official for having issued statements in defense of the integrity of the recent elections. This report from the BBC's Kat Wiener. In a tweet, the president accused Christopher Krebs, the director of the Cybersecurity and Infrastructure Secure Agency, of having made a highly inaccurate statement in relation to the poll. Mr. Krebs' sacking had been widely expected after the agency's website reposted a statement from electoral officials which called this month's election the most secure in American history. Mr. Krebs also shared posts which dismissed unsubstantiated allegations of voter fraud. Mr. Trump has consistently refused to concede the election. President Trump's decision to have the number of U.S. troops in Afghanistan before he leaves office in January has faced criticism, including from within his own party. The Republican Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell cautioned against any major change in foreign policy. I think it's extremely important here in the next couple of months not to have any earth-shaking changes with regard to defense and foreign policy. I think a precipitous drawdown in either Afghanistan or Iraq would be a mistake. The former U.S. Defense Secretary Chuck Hagel, who served in the Democratic administration under President Obama, described it as unwise. These kinds of decisions, uh, 60 days before a new president assumes office, are uh, usually left to the new president, the incoming administration, because it'll be President-elect Biden who has to deal over the next four years with Afghanistan and troop withdrawals and all our national security issues. So I don't think this was a very wise move by President Trump. Nicaragua's vice president says six people have been killed by tropical storm Iota, which has brought a widespread flooding to Central America as it moves west. The storm has now crossed into Honduras from Nicaragua, where rivers burst their banks and tens of thousands of people remain in shelters. Communities are still recovering from Hurricane Eda two weeks ago, and water levels have barely receded. There's concern about a lack of food and drinking water. Ethiopia says its forces have made major military gains in northern Tigray and are marching on the regional capital, Mekele. The Tigrayan insurgents say they're putting up resistance at another town, Alamata. Stéphane Dujaric is the spokesperson for the Secretary General of the United Nations. He said more than 27,000 refugees from the region had poured into Sudan. Our colleagues at the UN Refugee Agency warned today that a full-scale humanitarian crisis is unfolding and thousands of refugees flee ongoing fighting in Tigray every day to seek safety in eastern Sudan. UNHCR says the influx is unseen over the last two decades in that part of the country. People have been crossing the border of about at the rate of about 4,000 per day since November 10th, rapidly overwhelming the humanitarian response on the ground. 
Argentina's President Alberto Fernández says he's presenting a bill to Congress to legalize abortion, a campaign promise that was delayed by the pandemic. Mr. Fernández said the criminalization of abortion hadn't served anyone. The BBC's Will Leonardo has this report. This is the latest attempt to make Argentina the first major country in Latin America to allow women to seek abortions. The procedure is currently only permitted in cases of rape or when the mother's health is at risk. President Alberto Fernández said the new bill would save lives, as every year almost 40,000 women were admitted to hospital because of botched illegal procedures. In 2018, the Senate rejected legalising abortion up to 14 weeks of pregnancy. Then, the government hadn't backed the proposal, and the Catholic Church was strongly opposed. Many Argentines have protested in their thousands for reform, will be hoping that the president's support this time will be decisive. The chief executives of Facebook and Twitter, Mark Zuckerberg and Jack Dorsey, have been testifying before the U.S. Senate Judiciary Committee in a hearing focused on the role of social media in the recent election. In his opening statement, the Republican committee chair, Lindsey Graham, questioned the editorial process that led to some political messages being blocked or flagged as unreliable. The Democrat Richard Blumenthal said social media companies had profited from promoting hate speech and compared them to unscrupulous businessmen of the late 19th century. You have built terrifying tools of persuasion and manipulation with power far exceeding the robber barons of the last Gilded Age. You have profited hugely by strip mining data about our private lives and promoting hate speech and voter suppression, you have an immense civic and moral responsibility to ensure these instruments of influence do not irreparably harm our country. The British government is expected to unveil plans later today for a green industrial revolution with a 10-point plan expected to cost almost 16 billion U.S. dollars by the end of the decade. In a move hailed by environmental campaigners as an historic turning point on climate action, the sale of all petrol and diesel cars will be banned from 2030. The BBC's Roger Harabin has more details. 2040 was the government's original date for ending the sale of new cars powered by fossil fuels. That's now shifted to 2030, giving the UK what's thought to be the second most demanding target in the world. The government will invest heavily in the car charging network, and the subsidy for buyers of electric cars will continue. Much of the government's spending is concentrated in old industrial areas. There's cash, for example, for new clean energy hubs in the northeast, specialising in wind turbines, hydrogen production and storing carbon emissions underground. A Californian man who describes himself as a magician and author of the occult faces prosecution for fraudulently using the names of homeless people in a bid to get elected as mayor. Carlos Antonio de Bourbon Montenegro allegedly submitted more than 8,000 fraudulent voter registration applications between July and October 2020, opening post office boxes specifically for the purpose. Finance, currencies, the U.S. dollar is trading at 104.09 yen, the euro standing at 1 U.S. dollar and 18 cents, the pound is worth 10 Hong Kong dollars and 27 cents. A short time ago, the Hang Seng Index was at 26,543. That's 152 points up on the previous close. Turnover stands at $75 billion. Sports, here's Adam Jones. 
We start with football. Brazil have maintained their perfect start to South America's World Cup qualifying group. They defeated 10-man Uruguay 2-0 in Montevideo with goals from Arthur and Richarlison. The host had Edison Cavani sent off in the second half. Brazil now have four wins from four games. Elsewhere, Lino Messi and Argentina cruise past Peru 2-0 to stay second. Third place, Ecuador thrashed Colombia 6-1. Paraguay are fourth after a 2-2 draw with Bolivia. Venezuela defeated Chile 2-1. Now to a stunning result from the UEFA Nations League. Spain are through to the final four after they thrash Germany 6-0. Here's the BBC's Alistair Ross. Germany have suffered their heaviest defeat in almost 90 years. Manchester City winger Ferran Torres scored a hat-trick as an understrength Spain team ran riot against a strong German side. 6-0 the final score, a result that sees Spain book their place in the finals of the European Nations League alongside France. In the same group, Ukraine's Nations League game in Switzerland had to be called off after three of their players tested positive for coronavirus. The entire Ukraine squad have been placed into quarantine following those positive tests. European football's governing body hasn't yet decided what action to take. Their decision could decide which side is relegated into League B. In League A2, Kingsley Coman scored a 94th-minute goal for already qualified France that relegates Sweden to League B. That 3-2 France win also saves Croatia from the drop despite their loss to Portugal by the same scoreline thanks to a last-minute Ruben Diaz goal. Chelsea's Hakim Ziyech scored twice to help Morocco book their place in the Africa Cup of Nations with a win over Central African Republic. Mali and Tunisia have also qualified. The BBC's Mas Faruqi has details. 2019 semi-finalist Tunisia dropped the first points of their qualifying campaign, but a one-all draw in Tanzania is enough to secure them a spot in Cameroon. Mali will join them after they picked up all three points against Namibia, as will Morocco, who beat Central Africa. But Ghana and Nigeria will have to wait for the next round of qualifiers in March. Four days after conceding a four-goal lead to Sierra Leone, Nigeria could only manage another draw against them again on Tuesday, although this time it finished 0-0, whilst Ghana dramatically lost 1-0 late on to Sudan. In tennis, Dominic Thiem picked up his second win in the group stage of the season-ending ATP Finals in London. The U.S. Open champion defeated Rafael Nadal 7-6, 7-6. Thiem has also confirmed his place in the semifinals after Stefanos Tsitsipas defeated Andrei Rublev in three sets. And that's your look at sports. Adam Jung reporting. To end the news, our top stories once again. Three former pro-democracy lawmakers have been arrested over incidents in Lechko involving smelly liquids and a rotting plant. An infectious disease expert urges the government to close a loophole that allows people arriving in Hong Kong to take public transport to a hotel of their choosing to undergo their quarantine. And a Hong Kong University professor denies being in control of himself when he allegedly killed his wife. The news from RTHK. Sang and played, Stevie 
wonder Marvin Gaye, Sister Reba, Brother Ray, take a stand and listen to all the great musicians who learn the craft by day and night just to make you feel alright. Girls and boys, ain't nothing better in this land than dancing to your favorite band. Everyone around the world, sing along and make it heard. Turn it up and let it play every night and every day. When you feel you've lost your way, it's all about you. You can dance the night away. It's all about you. And welcome to the One Two Three Show with me, Noreen Mir, on this Wednesday afternoon. Wednesday, the 18th of November, is today's date. Many thanks once again to Phil Whelan for the morning brew, and also to Sadia Osmani sitting in for me yesterday. We have a very busy show for you, and we'll be talking about acting and how to refine your craft and 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 work on your skills. We'll be chatting with Jai Day, who is the co-founder of the Actors Gym. Show. 
right. Now, this is a newly set up platform right here in Hong Kong for actors who want to sort of further explore the craft of acting. And as I mentioned earlier, to refine the skills of acting as well. So Jai will be joining us in about 10 minutes or so. And we hope to bring you the interview, this chat on the Facebook page as well. So feel free to join us there. Noreen Mir on RTHK Radio 3 is the page to go to. And after the two o'clock news, we'll be hearing about the Royal Commonwealth Society's annual Cricket Cup, uh, in which they'll be supporting a wonderful local charity called the Integrated Brilliant Education. Um, and we'll be hearing from the founders of uh, IBET, uh, Integrate, Integrated Brilliant Education, Manoj Da and Jitanjali Da. 